right back where we started from. Hustle, scrape your guns, your shadow is a ton. Driving down the 101, California, here we come. Right back where we started from, California. Is this one my show? Can I? Is this one mine? I'm just wondering. I don't like. Do you want to do this one or Welcome. not? Welcome. Oh no! G- come on! Don't to like. The... Give me the full energy. If, if you're gonna OCD do it, then do it, dude. Welcome to the OCD. There he bitch. is. The show where we take an in-depth episode by episode look at the seminal and underrated primetime soap of the early aughts, the OC. I am your host for the evening. Mike Gravania with me as always is my always interrupting, always titillating Ryan. So <laughs> weird. Uh, do you think that I interrupt as much as I titillate or do I do one more, one more than the other? You're very visually titillating. Mm-hmm. So I think you, to me, you do one more than the other. So podcasters only hear the, the interrupting, but what the studio audience gets to see is my pasties. Yes. I have the tassels, and I can swing them around. And it's so, most people just, like, swish back and forth, and it's nothing. But it takes a true artisan to do the full turn in different directions, nipple to nipple. Is it weird to you that nobody uh, that was alive before 1961 saw a female nipple? Mm-hmm. That it was just gold tassels the entire time? They thought female babies were born with little gold tassels that got longer the older they got. And... Is it better now, or was it better then when it was just tassels? I love, I, I, I love the idea of tassels, and other people be like, "Oh, what could be? Is it a door handle? Or what could be behind? Is it a pillow corner?" Now, Mike, you're shirtless with golden tassels. That's Thank why I you. brought it up. Uh, can you do the thing where you shake your body in such a way where they spin? Oh my God! Hold on. Right. Okay. So you did it perfectly. I've never seen it like uh, that before. Practiced. I'm gonna try it now. Oh, you're 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 trying, bud. So it's not just a natural thing that nipples do. No, nipples. You have to dance in such a certain way where, like, the tassels fly. 18 years of ballet made these tassels fly. And ballet doesn't teach that, but you do need the first through ninth positions to get that happening. If your tassels were a different color, what would they be? And I'm not asking you what your favorite color is. thank you, yes. What is the color that should be shooting out of your nipple? And this is, like, some people believe in astrology. Mm Mm-hmm. Others believe in tassel Jesus colors. Christ. The tassel king. So what would mine be? Not my favorite colors, but what would mine be? Well, if Mike's brain got to create it, it would be purple, right? Sure. Like, Mike is purple. Everybody knows me. Mike is purple. But your nipples right now are spouting, barfing out colors. An ombre of orange to puke green. or Like, starts orange and then becomes puke green. Yeah, and every shade in between. I think that's what ombre means. So Really? It's not, what's up, dude? No. What's up, ombre? No, you know, it's that's ombre. This is ombre. Okay, I, I feel like we're saying the same thing. Mm. So, hold on. The word for tough dude and all of the colors are basically the same word? Not all of the colors, but a fade from one color to the other with the colors in between. Okay, so ombre mm-hmm. does not involve it's some the like, hair trend. It's not like some random blue right in the middle. It no. has to be like a perfect yes. blend. And ombre. So, ombre is a hair trend. Ombre is a hairy trend. Are you good at colors? Like, if, no. if there was a color in your ombre uh, tassel that did not stick out, or that did stick out, could you point it out? Or no. What is that? Like, I am. I don't think I'm colorblind, but I'm right next to it. Yes. I'll put things together, and I'll be like, I'm going out to the world. And my wife will be like, really? Like that? And I'm like, this is these are just neutral colors. And she's like, cold with cold, hot with hot. I'm like, I don't 
Yeah. What is that? What does that mean? And then I'll walk. I'll think I look like a. Oh, I have like a gray shirt, a gray jacket, gray pants. And she's like, great. I'm like, don't I look like a blob? She's like, nope. Either I'm so bad or maybe I just shouldn't trust her. Maybe she is also the worst. Oh, is she a prankster? She might be a prankster. Is she trying to prank you with your clothes? Maybe she doesn't want me looking good. Because you're wearing three grays in this situation. That and, sounds awful. And she can see that those three grays go together? I guess. But there are three grays. I, I guess the exact same. If you wore the three exact same grays, that would be bad, right? That sounds awful. I don't get it. And then people will like hold up a tie to a shirt and say, oh, that looks good. I don't know what they're talking about. And then they're about. like, okay, but that power clash is. But when I try to power clash, I'm a monster? Is power clashing good? I, I uh, does, think... Does power clashing go beyond clashing to be good clashing? It, it, it so does not work that now it's amazing. And that's what I think I go for. But I'm told with all the head shakes that no. But like... <laughs> I'm like I'm even further than like I can't tell if those three grays go together. I will see blue and say green. That that is pretty colorblind. And colorblind people don't see in black and white. It's not like a Chaplin movie to them, it's right? Grays, right? Shades of grays. So it is like a Chaplin movie. Maybe. I don't know. He's never like just a good or a bad character. Shades of gray. No, I, we all got it, Mike. We just didn't like it as a collective, as a nation. We thought it was stupid. But I, my wife, because she is a prankster, today she was like, what color are the toes of your sock? Because I made a color joke that was apparently wrong. I said a thing. And then she just kept asking. And I, she was just waiting for me to get wrong. And then I don't know if we disagreed or if she just started fucking with me. I do not know if my socks are purple or blue right now. But the toe of your sock has to match a different thing? I don't know the rules. I heard shoes and belt. Yeah, but I have one belt. I'm not <laughs> I'm not wearing brown shoes every day, but I'm wearing a brown belt every goddamn day. And also there's different types of brown. Like does the brown of the shoe have to match the brown of the belt or is just brown right. okay? And if I have like multicolored shoes, do I need a multicolored belt? And if you have a multicolored suspenders, why wear anything else? Just naked. Spotlight that shit. Just loose suspenders, not attach to anything cuz that's all you wear. Or a barrel. A goddamn barrel. If you wear a barrel, that means you're poor. But if you have brightly colored suspenders, that means Holding you're rich. Holding up a barrel. Going off Niagara Falls, you're a hero. No. Lindbergh, baby. Do not do this. Because a barrel that you go off Niagara Falls with uh, has a bottom. But uh, if you're wearing a barrel, the bottom is cut out so your feet stick through. And you don't want that? Well, I mean, one is clothes and one is Niagara Falls. G- dude, go to barrel.com and Wait, look this shit up. But one is closed. No, one is closed. And Close. the close is open. <laughs> okay. But the uh, non-close is closed. Only go in Niagara Falls in a clothed barrel. Have we moved past in society the point where, like, it's not just poor people that wear barrels? Can anybody wear one? Oh, just like everything. And a bindle. Can a rich person carry a bindle around? Or does that mean that they're getting Did on you the- even see the Met Gala a few months back? How many bindles That's, were there? Oh, so many. Countless bindles. Is it just, like, dress like crazy, but have the most normal-looking bindle you've ever seen? Oh, that's hot. That's next year for sure. And is there, like, I'm not good at suitcases. Because like, right now I think bindles are, like, in? where pocket squares were a few years back. Okay. Normal-ass suit, crazy-ass pocket square. So normal-ass suit, crazy-ass bindle pattern. Normal pocket square. But next year is going to be drop dead Fred suit, normal a, a gray business bindle. Do you, in order to be like a man about town, do you have a pocket square that you can pull out and then turn into a bindle? Oh, for sure. At a moment's notice. Yes. Can you pack a good bindle? Oh. It feels like you can fit two, maybe three things in your average bindle. No, daddy taught me right. I know how to pack a bindle. But you own a futon. Uh-huh. You can fit that in there. Yes. Wow. And a can of tuna. And a xylophone ribbed boned fish so you're never like 
Well, we got the futon in. I guess we can't take the can of tuna that we own. No, we can. Uh, <laughs> gonna leave that behind? Let somebody else steal it? I don't think so. Gonna tailor all, tailor all the way to the market. Yeah. Following those hobo signs. You gotta go to the market. <laughs> and that's what the OCD is all about. Do you want to hear what the OC is all about? Well, we know a little bit. Tons of bindles in this episode. <laughs> Tonight on the ABCs of love. When Alex wants to spend time with her ex, Seth says X must make room for I and you. But there's something Seth doesn't know. Maybe a new sentence? Julie has a makeover idea for the Newport group. All that and more on tonight's The OCD. And time out from the show. Oh my God, Mike. Is this the most fun show that we've ever done? Uh, I have noticed that in tonight's show, you have eaten more packets of McDonald's nugget sauce So I am allowed any to other show. If you're going to throw that shade at me, I'm allowed to talk. Well, yeah, you're always allowed to talk, bro. You said time out, so I froze. No, I was calling time out from the show that we're doing, and okay. we're in the middle of. I thought you, just me and you were calling time out and meeting McDonald's sauces. And now we're out of time, because you couldn't fucking figure out what the premise is. So, I understand the uh, premise. What website would you go to if you want to... No, if you already have a ton of sauces, but no nuggets, and you need a website to read and look at. You need more nuggets? Go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. You can probably buy nuggets there, and it'll help us a little. They are older, but better, right? Older, but better, yeah. Nuggets are like wine. Let them get weird. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Uh, if, you, if we needed more nuggets and the audience wanted us to have more nuggets right. and sauces to accommodate, then how would they get us that kashish besides Amazon right. to uh, get us those nuggets? I I, honest- I, I'm setting you up for Patreon. Do you understand? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. So Twitter is where you want to go. I, I, I honestly Good eat twist nuggets Eddie. just f- to get more sauces, and I need more nuggets always. Uh, and I'd say please go to patreon.com slash your pop filter. Pick the amount of nuggets you want to give us every month in a dollar amount. They do not have the technology yet to put it in nugget amount. And by the way, McDonald's, just because we ordered 50,000 nuggets this week, you can still put them in their little cardboard packages. Like yeah. we don't want a dump truck dumping We're not nuggets monsters. all over our lawn. Don't dump truck dump nuggets all over our lawn. Do you still eat the nuggets that touch the grass, or is it only nuggets oh, yeah. that touch other nuggets? No, the nuggets in the grass get just soaked in barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. and then you swallow them because that's like a it's a cleansing agent. Yes, it gets away. It's it gets rid of the germs. Exactly. And then if you just do one spritz of Lysol in each sauce, then it gets rid of the germs. Okay, so you did YouTube.com. Slash your pop filter. Yeah, let's pretend there's something there. You did you did yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. You did patreon.com slash your pop filter. Yes. Is there just like a basic yourpopfilter.com? I that would be wild. I don't even know. Type go it to, in, see go what to yourpopfilter.com and see what happens. Will it Manchurian candidate you out? <gasps> Manchurian candidate out! Mic drop. Good. Good. Uh bye. Ryan. Yes, Mike. This episode opens with Seth showing up at Alex's house. The drama is gone. They are together. The family is fine with it now. Seth and Alex have made up. He goes over. and she Which means sh- the cool is gone. The cool might be gone. And she's like, ah, you showed up out of nowhere. That's weird, unless we were on a TV show. And he's like, that's weird. We're not on a TV show. Wink. Uh, and she's like, look, my ex is here. Can we hang out later? I... I'm a little flustered right now. He's pretty pushy about the ex. Is he being Seth unreasonable, TV unreasonable, or a normal reaction? Interesting question, Mike. It's hard to uh, answer because I want you to ask me the same question later. Okay. And then I have a much more definitive 
answer. Right now, I think that he's being sort of normal. Be, well, it, it spe- see, he's sort of normal at first, but then she says, like, go away. And he's like, so I'm hearing, stay away while the ex is in town. And she says, unless you're cool with the three of us hanging out. And he, I think, very honestly says, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Is she actually inviting him? For the three of them to hang out or knowing that'll push him away? Another good question because uh, she is she spends the entire episode not ready to reveal anything about the ex, particularly gender. Mm-hmm. But I think that Seth is freaked out because he's got this vision of Alex in his head. Right. And automatically assumes that the ex is a six foot seven tattooed, tattooed cover. Hulkman? Like uh not motorcycle rider, but two motorcycle rider. Yeah. Like puts one foot on each motorcycle. Roller skating around. on motorcycles. Yeah. He listened to Starlight Express. And so Seth knows that no matter who it is, it will be intimidating, and I don't want to be And the part guy of will try to beat him up, and then Alex will forget all the things she likes about Seth. If on a scale of one to Seth, a five is him at uh, the dinner or the lunch with Summer's dad, uh-huh. he's going to hit eight or nine on this one in his head. So he, he's like, I'm out. Wait, he knows Seth is the bad number to get to? Yes. That is a little, that's too self-aware for anybody. I'm, that makes me feel sad for him. I know he's our villain. That's rough stuff to know you were the bad number to get to. But yeah, so Seth uh, gets pushed out the door. And then Jody like, just hugs Alex hardcore and is like, what are we doing? Uh, does not seem that exy, as we have been led to believe. Right. Later on in the episode, uh, Ryan meets her and says, oh, you're the ex. And she seems okay with that. Well, yeah. we go to commercial, but we can assume during the commercial she was okay with that. She said, well, he says, you're the ex. And she goes, oh, are you Seth? So it does seem like Jody knows about Seth. Right. So is Jody just very handsy? Yeah, I would say that uh, Jody is a free-flying, uh, like, open girl who will let uh, Olivia Wilde do anything in order to stay with Olivia Wilde like any other red-blooded American. As you will. Do. As we all will. As Jason... What's his name? Sudeikis. Sudeikis is in the middle of right now, just letting him do whatever she wants, because I'm somehow ended up with Olivia Wilde. Do you think still at this up. point, Jason Sudeikis goes and knocks on OC apartments, yeah, hoping like, that his hey, wife is you there? And it is interesting to judge Jody or and judge Judy, Seth, judge Seth uh, on opposite spectrums. Is they both? Neither of them are telling Alex what they want. Right. They're letting her do whatever she wants because they're so intimidated. Yes, and but it's clear that Alex has a thing, which is somebody who is very needy and all about her, uh-huh. where she can feel like fine pushing away because of how needy they are. But if they were less needy, Alex would run away. But I also think she is 17, so maybe if either of them spoke up, she would be forced to confront that and have a conversation. But because Alex looks like Olivia Wilde looks like, She's never had to do that. Right. The longest conversation that she's ever had is that time when somebody went, oh. And all 17-year-olds are cowards. Right. But I just, I don't want to say Alex is awful because of this. The only awful teenager we've met is Luke. (laughs) Like, Luke went out of his way to do awful fucking things. And the water polo team. And Seth and Summer and Marissa and 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 Ryan. uh, But no, like, Alex, I don't think is being super strong here. I think that she is. She's, being, she's doing weak shit, and it's obvious. It is also obvious how she treats Jody and how she treats Seth. She does think Jody is cool, and is putting less boundaries on Jody, and therefore more on Seth. Right, more on Seth. That's his new nickname. But uh, yeah, I think that she gets called out in this episode and the last episode in awful, like really rude ways, mm-hmm. but with a little bit of reality. And I think they are right that like Alex does like the mystery more than the real. Right. 
Because, yeah, she could so easily... It's so weird what she decides to hide, and that is Jody is a woman. And I think it's the secrecy that freaks Seth out more than anything by the end of the episode. But the good thing for Alex in the future is that she's going to learn from the Jody and Seth situation and grow and go with somebody stable instead of the most broken, most attractive person in the Orange County. Oh, I'm so happy for that, her to learn that. But that's that. for later. I don't know what you're talking about. I just, I cannot wait for her to grow and learn that are trick. You, are you cold? So cut to Harbor High. Everybody's trying to be friends. Uh, Marissa and Lindsay run into each other. And Marissa says, or Lindsay's just like, oh, my God, you look like a model. You look great. And Marissa is a sweetheart, I think, at heart and goes, I really like your backpack. So here's a question. Is this Marissa's fault or Lindsay's fault? Because yes, uh, girls will come together and they do this thing that guys don't do. Guys will be like. I think this guy's sort of attractive, and I like the way he dresses, but I will never say anything because I'm a guy and I'm oh, strong. Oh, nod and move on. Whereas girls run up to each other, and they're like, hey, earrings. I like them. And then the, uh, the, the girl that they're talking to will say another compliment that she genuinely believes, and now they're friends. So is Marissa bad at that, or does Lindsay have so little to offer that it's just a backpack that she got at L.L. Bean? I think Lindsay gushed a little too much in the beginning. Yeah, she came on strong. And I do think I like her earrings is all you need. Flustered Marissa, because I think there's plenty of things to like about Lindsay. I like the way you get A's. I like the way our dad might be the same in a stepdad kind of way. Like there's other things to say, but I do think Marissa got hit by the thirst hard and went like, ah, I like your like I think her mouth started moving before her brain, and then she went, Well, this girl looks like a fucking Annie Orphan backpack. <laughs> Uh, and because she is not Seth or Summer, she That's can't so make- impressive that an orphan bought a backpack. That's <laughs> so cool. Look at you. Where's your Mr. Big? Uh, and then they both just stared at each other for a while before Ryan saved both of them. And then this is a fascinating, so high school, and not in an annoying way, in a very interesting way. Uh, Ryan saw what happened, saw that it was kind of awkward. He's like, yeah, sorry, that's kind of weird. Like, And Lindsay starts as a mature sentence. She goes, everybody has an ex. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, and you seem to hang out with yours a lot. Right. This is what Ryan is great because what he could say, what I would say is like, oh, well, then I guess I'll never hang out uh-huh. with her again. But what Ryan says is like, hey, that's interesting. We should all be friends. Maybe then. you should solve the problem friends. immediately. And th- but I do love he says that. And he's like, and then it wouldn't be weird. Buddy, you're all teenagers. It's going to be weird. And Lindsay, 97% of high school, she would be the hottest girl. And now uh-huh. she's at this one, and that is probably going to be weird. She had to transfer to Harbor for those AP courses. And Lizzie doesn't even know yet that she's going to go and be in Marissa's bedroom that is covered up with Ryan and Marissa pictures. Yeah. Doesn't even know that yet. I don't think that's Ryan or Lindsay's fault. <laughs> that, that is a weird move. Mean, meanwhile, uh, Seth shows up. What sort of gift? He has a gift, right? Mm-hmm. He shows up to school. With all those Green Lantern JPEGs? Very lovey Debbie. Oh, just every single Green Lantern JPEG you could th- and just gives them to Summer. Uh-huh. She's like, why? And he says, happy six-month anniversary. You're talking about Zach? Yes. Okay. That's why I said Zach so many times. Right. And the Gene, Green, the Gene Lantern JPEGs. Uh, happy six-month anniversary. And I do like, I think even though they're past the Cone business, she goes, that's longer than me and Cohen every day. Like that freaks her out because even in her head, therefore they're not her past defining the Cohen relationships. The first Cohen. thing out of her mouth is that's long. Like that's how she marks time. I do think she doesn't say it to him. She later says it to Marissa. 
in your history of relationships, were you closer to Zach? Hey, happy anniversary that you didn't even know about. Or were you closer to Summer? Just the fact that you knew about that freaks me out, and I'm out. I'm bailing. Zach. Yeah? I'm a Zach. You remember all the dates? Yes. And you got presents? Sometimes. Do and you now th- like that there's digital calendars, I you can put that shit in right away. Do you think that Summer's being an asshole that you should always just react like, oh, presents are cool, thoughtfulness is cooler, thank you, Zach, I'm not going to run away? She is being a bit of an asshole, but I understand her teenage assholery. It is, because I, I also used to, I confused a lot of the people I dated because I would Zach it up. And then be like, but we're getting too close when they reciprocated. I just thought, I, I, I always thought for my entire life, the dream was uh, be with someone who likes you more than you like them. Who really, really likes you until they do. And then it freaks me out and I'm out. I'd like, this I'm is out. terrible. Why would you like me? Why would you like Why me? Why? Why? What is wrong you with you? Like me. It's disgusting. So that's what all the kids are up to. We're going to take a quick break and then check in on the adults and the Newport group. Say chicken. 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 Mike, we have so many shows. Time that- out. What's up? No, I, just, I was helping. Thank you. you did Time good. out from the show. We have so many shows that we have to promote. The internet has so many podcasts. Yes. Let's pick three or four special little boys that we're going to promote right now. From the internet? Right. Or from us? From us. Well, I mean, you get to pick. I do them from us. Okay, but lock the gates. WTF just hit the thousandth episode. Uh-huh. People should probably check it out. So that's one, idiot. <laughs> you only have three more. <laughs> Taylor Talking Taylor comes out every Tuesday. That is the first Tuesday of the month where our pal Taylor ostensibly talks to and or about or maybe whispers at Taylor's. I haven't listened. I don't know. You set this up nicely because uh, you and I are on three podcasts together and you have two left. So <laughs> go ahead and pick the two. Uh, and then you should definitely check out uh, Mike and Ryan scream about the OC, where we like to call it the OCD, where every Thursday we go through episode by episode, just critique and break down the nuances of the most underrated show of the early aughts. And uh, OCD is sometimes called movie of the year. So yes. is there any other shows that we have? When when our friend Greg guests, he breaks into the garage and he starts hosting, we call that movie of the year, where we pick a year and then we talk about the best movies of that year. Why does Greg not look like the Kool-Aid Man, but every wall hole he makes looks exactly like the Kool-Aid Man? That's his magical power, my friend. And then there's the Superhero Hour Hour, the flagship show, where every week Taylor leads us through literally every single live-action comic book-based TV show. And so many of them. Even We used to get summers off. Remember when we did Superhero Hour and we'd be like, there's not enough shows. Let's watch Batman the Animated Series, I guess. Nope, never again do we get to do that. I mean, we still do it every day, but we don't sure, get to talk Sure, but that's it. just for us and nobody else. Uh, subscribe to those, rate them, review them. It helps us out so much. Mike, real quick, how do you contact us? Contact at yourpopfilter.com is our email for the time being. Let us know how we're doing. Wait, are we going to change it? Like, we'll see. Who knows? Let's get saucy. That was weird. And then do we have any robot associates? A robot associate. I asked you a yes or no question. Yes. Thank you. That's the commercials. At your pop filter. Ryan. Mike. The Newport Group, I don't know if we've been told why, but needs to rebrand. Maybe because they're the goddamn Newport Group and Caleb Nickel has been in charge for so long. Well, the founder of the group has just uh, not been put in jail. Yes. And so because, uh, because in Newport, companies are like celebrities. Us Weekly's like, what will the Newport Group do now to like reclaim their position at the hot tops of the charts? Julie knows they need to do something different, so she's kind of putting feelers out there. What should we do? But she doesn't ask because she wants 
anybody's opinion. She wants them to think about it so she can say, here's the real idea. Right. Julie's first idea is, let's move it all to Riverside and start 37 different Def Leppard cover bands. And they're like, maybe right. retool that. And then she goes to the workshop, comes back with a 8 by 10 feet uh, laminated Oprah-style cover of Julie the magazine. So Julie, you can tell Julie's new to the business because when people in a uh, spitball board situation, uh-huh. when they say... Retool that. That doesn't. She doesn't understand. She's like, it to oh, be like, I'll retool that. No, we don't want to do that. She's yeah. like, oh man, let's do it. Julie does not know the polite no yet, much like somebody I know. And so she comes up with what we know, Mike. You and I know as Riviera. Yes, it is Riviera Magazine, yes. Newport Living. I think she calls it. All of the uh, hoity-toity restaurants that you and I grew up in. Which I'm not sure why. Why didn't we live in like houses? Why would he just? Latchkey kids running from restaurant to restaurant. Yeah, like... From Joe's Crab Shack to the Arches. And having seen Ratatouille when we were very young, we would climb into, like, chef hats and try uh-huh. to control their hair. While these chefs were just beating children who are on their head. And we did control their hair. We just didn't control their arms yeah. cooking food. I'm controlling the hair I'm pulling out of their scalp. Uh, so she invents uh, our Riviera, her Newport Living, which, it, yes, the cover is very O-esque. It's just uh, zoomed in Julie. The most close... Closest close up you can, and she's sort of red, and the background's red, and her uh-huh. face is red, and it's just so much red and in there. And Kirsten, <laughs> oh my, there's so much you there. And Julie goes, right? <laughs> like, Julie's like, that's the best. Because somebody, probably fucking Hercules, a couple episodes Hercules, said, Hercules. Julie, the best thing about you is that you're Julie. And she said, magazine. <laughs> I can't hear the insult fucking hidden in that. <laughs> Uh, Sandy's idea, because Cal has come to Sandy and goes, think of a thing to make the Newport group better. And also make the magazine go away. Uh, is low-income housing, which is very important, is good, is very on brand for Sandy. But I got to say, uh, not probably having lived here my entire life, uh, probably not the best PR, because if you bring up low-income housing to the people that live in this area, uh-huh. they're all going to freak the They'll fuck freak out. out. They're going to hate that. I mean, it makes sense because Newport Group is a real estate company versus a conglomerate that Magazine. controls pop culture. Yeah. Uh, but I do like Julie's honesty because uh, Sandy pitches that, and she goes, we have to think about who we're talking to. Bored rich housewives. Me. And I don't care at all about low-income housing. That's the coolest thing Julie has ever said. It's true. I mean, I don't know how PR works or how they're getting their PR or who's going to report about what they do. But she is right. The magazine will be some story where low-income housing is not going to like make the news or like mm-hmm. get them more clients or whatever the fuck they do. Right. But here's the problem. Caleb hates the magazine. Sure. You would think hates low-income housing more. Oh, for sure. like minorities and And stuff. he hated the Bolsa Chica wetlands yeah. before, so hated why not? Them. What are those? Wetlands? Ew. Um, but he hates the magazine, so he's like, Sandy, get rid of that magazine. Kirsten enlists uh-huh. Sandy to do this. Sandy jumps on it, comes up with this idea, and then stabs him in the back. Well, Kirsten does stab him in the back because she enlists him because she is weak, because Julie's hard to say no to, apparently, because she's just so rad. Uh, but Kirsten runs the numbers. Yeah, she does it, and she's like, oh, shit, it's 2004. The magazine isn't the fucking stupidest idea you could have right now. So now... It's Sandy and Caleb teamed up, and Kirsten and Julie teamed up. Uh-huh. And Are we talking about the, the double date? Yes. And so half of them want the low-income housing. Half of them want the magazine. And when Sandy finds out that Kirsten— Yeah, he doesn't know yet, because she didn't have a honest Kirsten-Sandy-style talk. She re- went, 
wait, we're on a soap opera, right? I'll hold this back. With her husband, right. Uh, when Kirsten says, actually, the magazine's kind of good, Sandy has a tantrum. Like, Sandy has a full-on flip out. Uh-huh. I'm leaving the restaurant. He, okay, so, like, they're all talking about it for the first time. They all have a completely different idea of how it's about to go. And I do, like, Julie knows her fucking county. And, she, and they're like, magazine, maybe? And she's like, sure, sex, scandal? It's a recipe for a cultural phenomenon. And Caleb just does not answer. Caleb and Kirsten, there is a nickel tray of, I think I'm very tough. I'm actually a huge coward. I will stand silent and watch the table, hoping somebody else says anything. And they both like look at Sandy, and he's like, I think it's this. And then Julie gets very upset, and then Kirsten speaks up, defends Julie, and Sandy gets very upset. And it's the, the funniest. It's, do, do not have a baby tantrum like this, but certainly do not say... I should have known that I would be caught in this nasty game of hungry, hungry hippos. What? What are? I get that you know what you think you're saying. What is? What do you think? Of, a, like, what's a better game to tell people you're mad at? I mean, are? Monopoly would work because Monopoly, it's about real estate. It's about That's real like, yeah. estate. You, you're sorry. And then no. twi- Twister would be good because a tornado went right through there, and everybody's uh-huh. like, "Hey, I'm Helen Hunt." That you're twisting worked. yourself yeah. up in knots. But yeah. Uh, it's very hard to be as angry as he was and reference Hungry Hungry Hippos at the same time. And because he's magical, because he's Sandy, he snaps his fingers. And all of these white balls fall from the ceiling onto the table. And they do grab ah, they, they go for them. It turns out they are very hungry hippos. They are hungry, hungry hippos. You know, each word in that uh, title only has the one H, Mike. It's not the three H's. <laughs> three H each. Hungry. 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 Hippos. And how does how does this storyline peak? How does this end? So they all go their separate angry, hungry ways. I mean, at this point, you are feeling the Nichols. You're like, oh, I think that the Nichols might have a better relationship than the Coens right now. Mm-hmm. But then towards the end, we do a couple things. One, Sandy realizes that he doesn't know what his next thing is, uh-huh. and he put it all on the line for this thing. Right. So it's not about the magazine, even though I'm sure he doesn't want the magazine to happen. But he was like, I don't know what my job is, and I wanted to do this. It's not just that I don't know what my job is, and I wanted to do this, which is true. It's, I love, this is so brave and honest and, and open with Kirsten. He's like, ever since I left the law firm, your father's been grooming me to be his like, little golem. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing at this point. His Sean, uh, c- Uncle Sean? His Uncle Sean. Yeah. And, and the, the hardest thing is he's like, and I've been letting him. Hercules, Hercules left, and I left the law firm. What do I got? It's but just like... Hercules, his last name was Hercules? Yeah, Hercules, Hercules. Sandy said, like, yeah, I don't have a job, and so all I've been doing is researching hippos, and it turns out they are hungry they're and hungry. They're all hungry, and they're all very nasty. It's uh, a fat animal. Fat animal. And adorable. There's a, there's, a, there's a video of a baby hippo going around the internet right now, and it's adorable. Caleb and, just hates Julie. Yeah. And Who then, wouldn't? There's a thing, uh, Kirsten and Sandy have this conversation at the end, and I wasn't sure how to feel about it because it felt like Kirsten stabbed Sandy in the back. Mm-hmm. Anytime you back Julie for anything, you're stabbing like eight people in the back. But Kirsten sits down with her dad and says, actually, I'm going to back Sandy. Right. I don't believe in his idea, yeah. but I'm going to tell him it's good. And you should back Julie on this thing, even though you hate marriage. Uh, you should back her on the magazine. And the whole episode, I was thinking like, man, these people hate their husbands and wives. <laughs> But then in the Kirsten conversation, I was like, are you just supposed to, no matter what, back your husband or wife? I don't think so. I think that the good move would have been telling Sandy, I get low-income housing is good, but I am the president of this company, and this magazine is better for this company. Also, I don't know why I can't do both. 
Oh, no, yeah. Nobody's made a clear argument why no, no, no. you can't do both. A group of unseen board members said, one project, please. And, like, the magazine in 2004 will bring money in. To so make the low-income low income housing. Yeah. But, nope, you can only do one. They're very different. Only do one. It's just somebody at some point thought of Hungry Hungry Hippos, put four people around a table, and could not get it out of their head. They'll improv this scene out of it. Uh, do you... Do, <laughs> What kind of are you? Are you seriously in two thousand four or nineteen playing board games where two hippos win? Hungry, hungry hippos, Mike. It's a one hippo game. No, in 04, i I'm playing Risk. In two thousand nineteen, I'm playing some version of Settlers of Catan. When you uh, are playing Hungry, hungry hippos, do you ever uh, roll a twenty? Because that's no. a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. That is a hypocrite for sure. A nat hypocrite. Ryan. Yeah. That is all the time we that's have. That's half the episode. That is half the episode. You stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> One more time? You're an idiot. Uh, next week, we will dig into Girls' Night. Oh, shit. Boys' Night. Uh-huh. Luke's back. No. Hercules is on the Hercules, show as an Hercules. animated character. Uh, he'll go the distance. So, like, in the outro for this episode, you, you don't want to just, like, build up the next episode? Well, I, I, I like building it up. I don't know if I want to lie. Hungry Hungry Hippos becomes Jumanji. There's four hippos living in the Atwood They're house. all the rock. Atwood house in Chino. Until then, mm-hmm. stay gay, dads, and get me those Green Lantern JPEGs Latro. California, California.